John 16, 23. Hallelujah. John 16, 23. Jesus says this, and that day, what day is he talking about? The day that we live in. Now, after he was resurrected, he was telling his disciples, there's a, a shift about to take place. There's a change about to take place. There's something new that's about to happen. And he was saying, look, when I, when I die, when I raise and, and I go back to the Father, he says, that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very true, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Whew, glory to God. He says, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Come on, let's just make this personal. Come on. Jesus said this, my Father will give me whatever I ask in his name. In whose name? The name of Jesus. It has to be in the name of Jesus because Jesus is the one that allows us to even call God Father. We have to go to God the Father through Jesus. Glory to God. So we have the privilege to pray to God our Father through Jesus in his name. Jesus down on the cross moves us from being dead in our sins and separated from God to us being made alive in Christ and reborn into God's family. I don't know, man. Do we really think about the fact that we are part of the family of God? We are, we are sons of God Almighty. Our daddy sits in heaven, he, the creator of the heavens and earth. He is our father. We have been adopted into his family and made co-heirs with his original son, Jesus. I want everybody to stand on your feet and just give God some glory right now for adoption. We've been made a part of his family. Somebody need to say, thank you, father. You made me a part of you, your family. When I should have been going to hell, when I should have been separated from you eternally, you made a way for me to know you. You know why hands ain't going? Because we it hadn't hit us yet. It hadn't gotten down on our hearts yet that we are a part of the family of God. He's our daddy. The God who spoke in the sun and the moon and the stars just showed up. And that's our father. That's our father. Our father is so great. All he had to do was say, let there be. The whole universe showed up. Look at somebody say, that's your daddy. We need to just think about that sometimes. We can put a pen right there and somebody needs to shout glory to God that I'm a part of his family. I'm a son of the creator. The God who hung all these globes that we call the earth and Mars and Saturn, he just hung them out, just flung them out. And, and Think about it. Do y'all know that we just floating out in space revolving around the sun? What kind of God is that? 
I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I hadn't gotten over it. I hadn't gotten over this myself. When you look at the diagram of, of the sun, and then you look at the earth and Mars and Saturn, you see, what do you see? These little globes in space. We're all in space. Y'all do know that, right? We are in space. Even though it seems like we're walking on the ground, we are. But this globe that we call the earth is flying around the sun in space all day and all night, 365 days. What kind of God is that? Do you know you're flying around the sun right now? And they said the only reason we can't feel it because it is a constant motion and speed. Doesn't speed up, doesn't slow down. It's just constant. That's why we can't feel the revolution. What kind of God makes that happen? And he didn't take out no tools and be, no, no. He said, let there be and poof, everything just started going. Somebody needs to just lift your hand and say right now, Father, I worship you who you are. I worship you for who you are. And not only that, I was on my way to hell, but you made a way for me to be a part of your family. I thank you, Father. See, we need to have trust in this God. In that God. His name is Yahweh. Y'all can have a seat. Praise God, man. Hallelujah, man. So Jesus says in 1623, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So let's continue to examine the phrase in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. To come in Jesus' name does not mean, listen, I need y'all to write this down because I believe so many in the body of Christ have not understood this. Many of you may know this, but many of us, I, I fear we may not know this and recognize the truth of it. Many people, listen, believe that just because they stick in the name of Jesus at the end of their prayer, that they've done all they need to do. How many of y'all know just because you stick the name of Jesus at the end of your prayer doesn't mean God is going to answer their prayer? You know how you, you, you make a, you, 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 back in the old days, we used to write letters and put them in an the envelope and put a stamp on it. A lot of times we think that, that, that we write our letter to God, put it in an envelope, and put a spiritual stamp on it in Jesus' name. We send it off to the spiritual mailbox. We think God's going to answer that prayer. That doesn't mean, <laughs> look, look, in the name of Jesus does not mean that's what God's going to do for you. You may say, well, why not, Pastor? I thought that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> Listen, the Christian world, I think we, we have, as pastors, as teachers, we've not done a great job helping the body of Christ understand the, the, the spiritual things with clarity and focus. So, so let's bring some understanding today uh, to the phrase in the name of Jesus. When you read the prayers of the apostles, let's just start there. In the early church, can I ask you a question? How many times have you seen the phrase at the end of Paul's prayer or Peter's prayer in the name of Jesus? I, I, I ain't found it yet. You mean the apostles didn't say in the name of Jesus after that prayer? Sacrilege. Yes, they did. You got to pray in the name of Jesus. No. So what does it mean to do something? Listen, let's, let's, let's approach it this way. What does it mean to do something in someone's name? Let's just approach it that way. Let, let's start. Let's get the definition of the phrase, and then we'll bring it back to Jesus. 
Let me give you an example. Black History Month, of course, we've been talking about, we were talking about Dr. King today, so let's just use that as an example. Let's say that, that you wanted to support a human rights charity, right? And, uh, and you wanted to give money in the name of Dr. Martin Luther King. You wanted to give money in his name. We just saw what he did, how his life did. You know what, you're familiar with, with him, of course. Well, most people would know that, that he lived for what? He fought for civil rights. He fought against racism and racial discrimination. He fought for equality for black men and women in this nation. That's what he fought for. He did a lot of work in the South. Then he went up north as well, up north as well. But, but he was fighting for equality for the black man. So, so the money that you give in Dr. King's name, listen, to that charity would be given, watch this, to continue the causes that he fought for. Follow me, in his lifetime. Your contribution in his name would be used to continue the fight for civil rights, fight against discrimination, racism, the fight for equality for the black man in America. So listen, so anything done in the name of Dr. King must carry the meaning that his life stood for. Same thing found in the Bible. I need y'all to track with me because I'm getting to a point that this is the major piece that we need to see today. The same thing found in the Bible. In the Bible, a name carries with it the essence of the person. Will y'all hear me? The very nature of a person in the Bible is found in his or her name. Let's just start with God. His name is Yahweh. When he told Mo, when Moses asked, who will I say sent me? God said, call me I am. Yahweh. I am that I am. In other words, God was saying, I am self-existent. I am what I am. I am what you need me to be. I am all in all. That's what you call me. So every time you call Yahweh, that's my covenant name for my covenant people. I want them to call me Yahweh. Every time they say Yahweh, they're saying I am because I am the one who supplies all. That's who I am. Who I am is in my name. Who I am is in the character of who I am. You know, hear what I'm saying? Let's continue. Let's just work this down a little bit. Let's look at, at, uh, at Abram. Abram, when he was first, we first see him in the Bible. His name is Abram, which means exalted father. But God says, the destiny that I have for you, it, it needs to take on more than exalted father. So I want you to change your name, and I'm changing your name to Abraham which means a father of a multitude, a father of many nations. So in other words, God's, his understanding is the name represents the person. Are y'all with me? The name represents the person, the character, the purpose of the person. I'm going to say this so many times because I know y'all mind is like soup right now. You're trying to put it together. What, what, what? I'm trying to I'm gonna keep saying it until you get it. Keep saying it until you get it. So watch this. So to pray in Jesus' name means that your prayers are prayed in the authority of Christ 
and not your own, watch this, to pray in his name means that your prayers are based on what Jesus represents. When I say I'm praying in Jesus' name, it's not just a phrase, because I guarantee you the apostles never didn't use the phrase like we just tag it on every prayer. They prayed as representative of what Jesus would have been doing if he were here. So in other words, when you pray, watch this, to the Father in the name of Jesus, that means that you're asking the Father to approve something that Jesus would be doing. Are y'all with me? Let's go back to Dr. King. You gave him money in his name. And that money was to be used for something that he would have been doing in his lifetime. When you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, you're praying with respect of what Jesus would be doing because his name represents his character, his person. So when I go to the Father in the name of Jesus, I'm asking the Father to do in my life what Jesus would be doing. I'm going to say this over and over again until that, that them question marks get off of your face. Let's keep working this. So again, to do something in someone's name means that you're praying so that the character of that person would continue to be produced. All right, so, so let's continue to work this out. So what did Jesus live for? You're saying, Pastor, those, that's what I should be praying. I should be praying through what Jesus lived for, through what Jesus did. Yes, that's where your prayers, and we're going to keep working it. Watch me. What did Jesus live for? What did he do during his earthly ministry? He demonstrated, watch this, love for all humanity, for he died for the sins of the world. Hmm. So Jesus died for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his son to die. Okay, all right, let's keep working. What else did Jesus do? He walked in compassion for people who were broken and sick and in need. What else did he do? He freed people from their bondage, from their sin. He brought what? Joy and peace to their lives as he destroyed the works of Satan. Look at somebody and say, wake up, brother. Wake up, sister. Come on, look at him. Look at him. I'm, I'm trying. This is the most important thing. I'm telling you, I don't believe everybody has this on the scene. Watch this. Listen. Write this down. Ultimately, what did Jesus do in the earth? He did the will of his father. It's going to make sense in just a minute. So if you pray in Jesus' name, our prayers must be in line with his character, with his mission, with who he is. And what was Jesus all about in the earth, in his earthly ministry? Do you know, if I ask you the question, what was Jesus all about? What is the bottom line? What is the bottom, 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 bottom line when the rubber Meets the road. When, you know, what, what is the bottom line of Jesus and his earthly ministry? What was he about? Let's look at John 6, 38. John 6, 38. 
Everybody read this with me. Read. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Hmm. So the mission of Christ, his whole motive for being in the earth was about fulfilling his father's will. What was his father's will? To die for our sins? To free us from the power of the enemy, from the power of sin? To deliver us into the new kingdom of God? That was the father's will. All right, hang with me. Raise your hand if you know who John MacArthur is. He's a very popular preacher, minister. This is what he said. When you pray in his name, in Jesus' name, what you ask should be consistent with who Jesus is. Praying in Jesus' name is praying in accord with God's will. Okay, let's keep going. So ultimately, to pray in Jesus' name means that you are praying that God's will, your heavenly Father, will be done. Are y'all tracking with me so far? All right. So praying in Jesus' name is not just about saying at the end of your prayer in Jesus' name. Praying in Jesus' name, watch this. Well, first of all, let me say this. I, I'm not saying that it's wrong to say at the end of your prayer in Jesus' name. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need to know why you're saying it. Okay? So watch this. Let's look at 1 John 5, 14 through 15. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence. So, so you can have confidence when you approach God in prayer. You can have Look at somebody say, you can have confidence. There is some assurance when you pray. Watch this, watch this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Look at this. If you want your prayers answered, you need to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Jesus was all about doing the will of the Father. So your prayer should be in line with what God wants to be seen and done in the earth. Mm. So watch this. This may be why some of our prayers are never answered. Because we're not praying in Jesus' name which means we're not praying in accord with the will of the Father. We're putting up to God something that God ain't going to approve. I mean, y'all know God ain't going to approve your stuff just because you prayed and put Jesus' name at the end of it. God is looking to approve what his son would do in the earth. What did his son do? Everything the Father wanted done. So our prayers should be consistent with what God, our Heavenly Father, wants done in the earth. Mm. 
So many times our prayers, watch this, are selfish. They're narrow. And they have nothing to do with the will of the Father in the earth. So our prayers are so detached. And we just want to throw it. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, Lord. You got to do it. No. God said, I've already told you what I'm going to approve and grant. You pray in the name of my son. In other words, you pray according to his character, what he did, what his mission was, what his purpose was. If you pray in the, if, according to those things, the father said, those are the things I will approve in your life. I'm going to keep saying this, man. James 4, 2, and 3. Let's see if we can break this down a little bit more. James chapter 4, 2, and 3. Watch this. James says, you desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, watch this, because you do not ask God. Watch this. Even when you do pray, even when you do ask God, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your desires and pleasures. How, how, how many of y'all, your whole prayer life is, Lord, I want, Lord, I need, Lord, Lord, I want, Lord, you got to give me, Lord, you see me straight, Lord, you see me crying, Lord, I'm striving, Lord, I'm climbing up on the rough side, you see, this is what I need, Lord. Watch this. Let's look at John 14, 13, and 14. Watch what Jesus said. My lovely man, the more I begin to just, just look at this and lay this out, you, you know these things, but you start, you, you, you put them together, and it's like, wow, thank you, Lord. But look at what John 14, 13 through 14 said. Watch this. Jesus said this out of his own mouth. And you know Jesus is God too, right? Watch this. Not only Father, but Jesus said this, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. What? So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Look at somebody say, it's all about what God wants in, in the earth. It's all about what, if that, my prayers need to, you need to find a way to get your prayer into where it's going to glorify God. You need to find out, look, how can I pray this thing where God can approve it? So Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, what's his name? The way I would do stuff. If, you, if your prayer is based on how I would do stuff if I was still here, if your prayer is based on the essence of who I am, I'll answer. Can you imagine that? Not only God the Father, Jesus said, now God will do it. The father would do it, and then Jesus come back and say, I'll do it too. Because at the end of the day, Jesus is all about what? Glorifying the father. So Jesus said, if your heart is fixed on glorifying the father, and your prayer is in line with that, I'll grant your request. 
Now let's go back to Matthew 6, 9 through 10. Let's see if it makes a little bit more sense. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Matthew 6, 9 through 10. This then, watch what, now look at what Jesus said. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. It's all about God, the Father. Watch it. He said, this is how you should pray. Holy is your name, Father. Continue. Your kingdom, everybody just read this with me. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is how you should pray. Your prayer should be based on what God's will is. What is the greatest example of God's will? The life of Jesus. So my prayers should look like Jesus when I'm praying. It ain't, see, watch it. And you ain't got to say with that type of prayer, in the name of Jesus at the end. No. Your prayer is already going to smell like and look like Jesus when it goes up to the Father. And that's what the Father says he will grant. I got two hands. All right, maybe Watch this. So, so when we begin to consider the will of God our Father when we pray, and, and that's what he would approve, what, what his will is. Your kingdom come. Watch it. Your kingdom come. That, there's two ways to look at that. Father, your kingdom come. In other words, Jesus, may he come and establish his physical earthly kingdom. Father, may your kingdom come. Y'all do know that the kingdom of Jesus is the kingdom of God, right? But it's another way to look at that. Your kingdom come in my life. Your kingdom come in my finances. Your kingdom come in my body. What's the kingdom of God? Where God is ruling. Where there is peace. Where there is wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing broke. Lord, your kingdom come in my life. In my marriage. With my children. In my mind. Your kingdom come on my job. Those are the prayers that God is looking for. Because those are the things that he said he would answer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. What is the will of God? There's nothing missing. There's nothing broken. There's no sickness. There's no poverty in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how we should be praying. Let's see if we can look at this and let's break it down a little bit more. So going to the Father and saying, Father, I thank you for a million dollars by the end of the year. I give you to the end of the year, Father. This February, I give you to the end of the year. You're the end of the year, Lord. So, so I, I thank you because I get a million dollars. All my needs are going to be met in the name of Jesus. I pray, amen. God going to prove that one? Does that smell like Jesus? Does that look like Jesus? Does that feel like Jesus? Watch this. How could you pray that? Lord, I thank you that all of my needs are met 
And I thank you that I'm full of supply. Watch this, that I will be able to be a blessing to others. See, that's what Jesus was. He was a blessing to others. And, 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 and who are in need. I thank you, Father that I can be a blessing in my lifetime and help meet the needs of somebody else. Y'all see how you can flip that prayer around? And it will look like the will of the Father instead of your will. A lot of us just pray selfishly. God ain't coming nowhere near that prayer. Watch this. Father, I need you to take out all my enemies. Every person that ever said something to me, did something, you my heavenly father, and I'm bringing this request to you, and I want you to grant it, take them out, punish them, make them feel the pain that they caused me, and then you had audacity, and in the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Take them out. In the name of Jesus. Watch this, Father. I pray for those who have wronged me in my past. For they have hurt me. And Lord, by your grace, watch this, help me to forgive them. Because you are God who forgives and I'm your child. And I want to look like you. Father, may your will be done in their lives. May they see you for who you are. And may they know you and have a genuine, right relationship with you. And Father, help me to love them, even them, as you have loved me. That's the will of God. How do I know that's the will of God to pray like that? Watch this. Let's look at Matthew 5, 43. I'm just trying to break this down, give you some practical part. Look at Matthew 5, 43. Let's look at this, because you may be saying, oh, I ain't got to pray nothing like that. I'm telling you, your prayers will be answered when they follow the will of God. Your prayers need to look like Jesus when they go up to heaven. Watch this. You have heard, this is what Jesus said. See, we need to go back and see what Jesus said because Jesus gives us a, the hints and the clues to how we need to be praying. Watch this. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward would you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. That word perfect means be mature, be complete. In what? In love. Watch this. Be perfect in love is what he's saying. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect in his love. So we need to pray through love as we put prayers up to God. We need to pray through the, the eyes of forgiveness and patience. Not just, Lord, get rid of them, but, Lord, help me to learn how to live with them and be at peace with them. Y'all see how this difference is? See, that, that's how you go in the name of Jesus. Not just by putting that phrase on the end of your prayer, 
But your prayer needs to look like the life of Jesus. Your prayer needs to feel like Jesus, needs to sound like Jesus, needs to smell like Jesus, because that is what the Father will approve in heaven. Let's keep going. Father, I thank you for a new house. I need, Lord, I need to be about, I need to be about 4,500 square feet. And, and see, so you, you know in the back of your mind, your friend house, 4,000 square feet. So, so, Lord, I need to be about 45. And you don't say that. But like, the God, like God don't know that's in your mind. Lord, I need to be about 4,500 square feet because on the, on, the, on, the, on the side, you said, I need my house just a little bit better than my friend. So, Lord, I need to be about 4,500 square feet. And, uh, and I thank you, Lord, that for the upgrade. Right now, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for the upgrade. In the name of Jesus, amen. Watch this. Lord, I, I want to be a blessing even in my home. Father, I, I desire a larger home for my family, for my kids' sake, better community, Lord. And I, I always want to be a blessing for my family and my church. And for those who, who, who may be in need, even temporarily, Lord, I want a house large enough for me to assist and be a blessing. Lord, I'm willing to be a blessing in any way that I can to bring glory to your name in this house, in the house that I'm praying for. So, Lord, I thank you for a house that I can bring more glory to your name. See the difference? When you're praying Jesus' name, it needs to look like Jesus. It needs to act like Jesus. It needs to sound like Jesus. When you send that stuff up to the Father, he's looking for his son on that prayer. Not just at the end of a prayer. He's looking for his son on that prayer. What you mean, pal? He's looking for that prayer to look like what Jesus would be in the earth. Jesus was a blessing. Jesus was a healer. Jesus was a savior. Jesus a redeemer. Jesus freed people from bondage and he delivered people. Your prayers should be like that. Then you can end that thing with, Lord, I thank you for my home. I thank you for increase in this area of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Look at somebody say, stop sending up them selfish prayers to the Father. Look at somebody say, stop sending up them narrow prayers to the Father. Now, now everybody say, self, put some Jesus in that prayer. Come on, say, come on, say, my prayer need to sound like Jesus. Need to look like Jesus. Need to behave like Jesus. Need to smell like Jesus. So when it gets up to my heavenly father, he won't have a problem saying, I'll prove it. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. You're praying according to the will of the father. To pray in Jesus' name. That prayer needs to have something to do with glorifying God. Some people may leave here and say, well, does that mean I can't pray for myself? Do you think that God can't get glory from you walking in victory? Jesus said, pray like this. Our Heavenly Father. And then he said, what? I, 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 let, let's, go, let's go to 6, 9, because I want y'all to see it. Because some of y'all think, oh, you just praying about all this stuff in the world. I can't pray for myself. Let's go back to Matthew 6, 9. Our Father in heaven. That, there you go right there. Give us, thank you, give us today. Our daily bread. What does that mean? That means that you can pray for your needs to be met. 
And God will get glory out of your needs being met. Why? Because you're going to tell somebody what God did in your life. We should be reflecting God, reflecting Christ in all that we're doing. Especially in our prayer life. Everybody read this. This is the confidence. Come on, come on. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. I'm believing for more prayers to be answered in this house because those prayers are going to start looking like a sound. God is a God who answers prayer. But he tells you what kind of prayer he's going to 